Hey guys, it's Alex here. Going ahead and open up the episode for once. Yeah, I know, usually it's Satoyo's voice. Usually you get hit with that power right up top. But that's not happening today because I just want to reach out and let you apologize to you guys because we uh, recently had an episode try to go up on iTunes and we're having some technical difficulties with it right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, congratulations. That means I figured out how to fix it. If you're listening to this on Spotify, we discovered that our hosting service will always go to Spotify, but not necessarily always to iTunes. So we want to thank you guys for being listeners. At the very top of this, I want to remind you guys, as always, if you want to reach out to either of us, uh, you can find us at Them Boys Pod on Twitter. You can find me at Alex Perlman or Satoyo at Satoyo One on Twitter. Satoyo has an album coming out August 26th. The Foreigner is dropping everywhere. Check the link in our description. We'll also have it pinned at the top of our at Them Boys Pod uh, Twitter account uh, with a link for pre-order on that. This episode is a lot of fun. I know my voice doesn't sound like it's gonna be, but this is a very, very fun episode. In this episode, we actually get a listener question, everybody. I've been waiting nearly five fucking years for a listener question. I think this is maybe the second one we've ever got. So we wanna thank the listener, because Toya refuses to name. We also go into a few other things, including Trump, uh, you know, rising violence in the US. We talk about Mar-a-Lago getting raided. We go into Alex Jones. We talk about the Electoral College. And I tell you about the time my best friend from high school's mom cheated on his dad and it all went wrong. It's a great episode. It's a fun episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, do all the things. Listen to this whole goddamn thing. Them boys. Pearlman, who knew that in the eighth month of 2022, there would be an arrival, an emergence, if you will, of a a character unlike any other, of a individual playing fourth degree, four-dimensional chess, who has been out here in the United States being the true guardian of good grace, a real... uh, uh, a man who, who brings fear into the eyes of many. And this individual's name is Dark Brandon. Oh, bow, 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 bow. oh Dark Brandon is here, guys. Uh, Satoyo, Alex Perlman, them boys. I don't know if you guys are hip to it, but we are living in an age where Dark Brandon has come from on high and is saw fit to apparently, uh, as they say, fuck up everything that Trump is attempting to get away with, apparently. Dark Brandon, for those of you who are not initiated. Is, it, is, is the uh, audio actually playing or not? It's not playing on this. End. Oh, yeah, you didn't give me them rights, baby. I, anyway. I, 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 <laughs> it's too I late now. I, did. I thought I did. No, you gave me share rights. You didn't give me the, the full deal. Oh, wait, that's me. That's me. Yeah, that's, that's my you. fault. Don't put that on me. I'm going to put that on you. Okay, nope. listen, because you're giving the dark Brandon speech, right? Yeah. You hear it? I do hear it now. There you go. You dark that Brandon. Shit. It's the rise, dude. Dark Brandon rises, baby. I he don't care risen. if it's cringe. He has risen from the ashes of Let's Go Brandon. That's what I'm the saying. Dark Brandon is here. Listen, how many years of God Emperor Trump did we have to fucking deal with? Oh, too many. Give me, give me eye patch Joe Biden with a yep. beard. Yeah. Shooting laser beams out of his face. Yep. I'm here Sending for Nancy it. Pelosi to Taiwan. Yep. Give me this weird Meth- Mephistophelian character uh, hiding in the background. Uh, in the shadows. He strikes when you least expect it. Machiavellian you, in nature. You think he's, you think that spoon is for ice cream. No, it's to remove the eyeballs of his enemies. Mm-hmm. The dark one. The darkest of Brandons. <laughs> That's actually probably the best bit of uh, of marketing that maybe the Democrats have like done. Dude, they're gonna in, run. It, like, they're gonna run it in the ground in like a month. Oh, it, they, yeah, it's, it's already it's gonna be finished because they don't know but, how to. Market. But you know what? It, no, you know what it is. You know what it is. In, it's in general marketing versus when you take the conservatives, right, versus the liberals, right. How long have they been using "Let's Go Brandon"? Right. It's been like at least a year. About. Yeah. It's been about a year. I think like "Let's Go Brandon" really took off about when I bought my house. So I, it's, it's, I'm coming up on a year. But even before that, make America great again, keep America great, build the wall, all these slogans and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like liberals, liberals like don't like using the same slogan for too long. 
We right. want to change it up. But also the other thing too with liberals is, is we, want, we want the universal slogan because every slogan is going to upset somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting until someone says that Dark Brandon is ableist or some shit. It's coming. You know, it, it's going to happen. It's yeah. 100% going to happen. Yeah. But, um, but I, I find this for right now, for this week, I'm enjoying Dark Brandon Rises. I, I, did, I did make a TikTok about Dark Brandon because uh, I was like, the man somehow got stronger on COVID. Yeah. And I think he did <laughs> yeah. what a lot of us did, which is, is, is I think he sat in his office, right? Uh-huh. And he just like wrote it the fuck down. I think he made a list. And he was like, all right, shit, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. Because I think, here's the thing, rich people don't pandemic like us, right? Yeah. And, and Joe Biden's rich. So like when the pandemic hit, like, you know, he was doing campaign stuff and he was concentrating on those things. And then when he wasn't, like, he was just walking around his mansion, right? Well, he's in the White House. He's locked in that one room. Pe- people aren't allowed to come see him. He knows he's fucked. He can't break the rules, Cause he's gotta be a, you know, a good example to people. He's zoom calling, you know, he was probably like FaceTiming uh, the chancellor of Germany and shit like that. Right. And they're like, fucking leave me alone. Yeah. I call on Justin Trudeau and he's like, dude, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. And so he finally just sat there and just really thought, I mean, that's why like so many, I think that's really the reason why so many people quit their jobs and you had the great resignation during the pandemic. Cause enough people finally took enough time to sit there and realize like, yo, working at Sunoco uh-huh. is not getting me across. Yeah. You know, so I, I, think, I think I think that's a big yeah. major part. I think he literally just made a little list and then like all like all almost 80 year old people, he went to bed. <laughs> yeah, I think he made a little list. He gave it to mm-hmm. someone and said, I'm going to go sleep now. So uh, do it, I guess. And I'm just going to go to bed because I caught COVID for the third time and I'm tired. I'm more tired than normal. Here's the list. Uh, I'm going to go to sleep. And that's it. And then he woke up and all of a sudden it was like dark Brandon. And he was like, what's dark Brandon? They were like, that's you. And he's like, no, I'm Joe Biden. And he's like, no, but remember that let's go Brandon thing. And it's like, well, who's Brandon? But that was you. No, I'm Joe Biden. It's oh, don't even worry about it. And he's like, okay. All right. Honestly, somebody, okay. somebody said that he may have forgotten that his name isn't Brandon. And he thinks that <laughs> millions of conservatives, conservative racists are cheering him on. And he likes that, that bill like, that gives, yeah. that gives, that gives light Brandon power. Yes, it does. Light Brandon is is driven by the cheers and the 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 hearty guffaws of of racist conservatives. Uh, it's always carried him to power, so yes, he's very has. thankful for it. But the um, we did actually get a question. Yes. This week, yes, uh, we from a listener, which I am shocked by, um, and uh, I don't know who the 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 listener is. I don't know if you you do because you just you sent it to me because I guess I they sent it to you or DM you. Yep. But this unnamed listener said, uh, would love you, Satoya, and Perlman to decon- Wait, they spelled my name wrong. So they- we're not doing this question. <laughs> no, you got to do the question. You see right there on the you screen, look, the they question. spelled my name I- wrong. Why can't you just... You that know, is anti-Semitic. They spelled nothing, my name wrong. They didn't spell your name you wrong. They just nothing, called you you. Yeah, they just called me me. They said you. Nothing makes you happy. Finish the thing. Finish it. Would love you and Perlman to deconstruct this on the podcast. And they had a link to Chris Murphy's uh, tweet. You already know my position. I wanted Warren to win. Same. Ended up voting Bernie in the primary and Biden in the general. I think he had to deal with a lot of shit, COVID variants, Ukraine war Republicans. He has done a decent job outside of not doing performative stuff, uh, aka passing executive actions, which are going to be struck down anyways, to energize the base or going full Trump and threatening Manchin with uh, withholding federal aid from West Virginia. Um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss this one to you first, bud, uh, because, well, here's the list. Here's the list that he linked to, which is by Chris Murphy, who is the senator from Connecticut. Uh, this is what Chris Murphy is giving Biden as accomplishments. 10 million new jobs, 3.6% unemployment, 86% drop in COVID death rate, biggest ever instruction, infrastructure bill passed, first gun safety bill in 30 years passed. Wait, just getting started. Keep reading. In which case you would expect a lot, but there's really just one more tweet. Um, Medicare bulk purchasing passed, which is still part of the, okay. Electoral college reform passed, misleading. Statutory legalization of gay marriage passed. Eh. Restart of the U.S. microchip industry passed. If this is where we end up at the end of 2022, this matches up against any modern president's first two years. I will let you go first. So uh, to that end, I would sit there and say, I still, I, I actually disagree with the position that he's done a decent job. 
uh, because I think that realistically, if we're if we're saying that the, the standard is incredibly low, and what I am what I and what I am wanting is not an unreasonable thing, I just want more. So as it relates to 10 million new jobs, that's all fine, well, and good. That in no way means that these 10 million new jobs are jobs that are actually like a sustainable, like one job, one person can just have this one job and that takes care of all their bills. I'd agree uh, with that. It, right. In, in fact, most jobs are not. Most of us are still working a very gig-based system, working two to three jobs at a time. So that 10 million new jobs does not mean that there are 10 million new gainfully like, you know, can support yourself off that one job. Um, as it relates to the 3.6% unemployment rate, that's fine. They always like to tout that out. Um, they always like to brag about that. That's fine. Uh, 80%, the 86% drop in COVID death rate. Yeah, we barely even talk about the shit. Okay, cool. Uh, biggest infrastructure bill ever passed. Yeah, needed to be better, needed to be bigger. Build back better failed. That was supposedly his bill, supposedly his idea that was going to make him the new FDR. He did nothing and he let Manchin and Cinema sort of gut it. Uh, while not putting any public pressure on them, which again leads me to believe he didn't want Build Back Better passed, um, which I don't think he did. I think that was for optics. Uh, first gun safely, first gun safety bill passed in 30 years. Cool. Uh, doesn't do enough, but yeah, sure, it's something. Um, so again, to these things, I will just sit there and say, uh, and especially to this person's question when they said he has done a decent job outside of doing performative stuff, passing executive actions, which are going to be struck down anyway. That's not that, that again, I also vehemently disagree with that. Uh, doing an executive order is not performative, right? So you could have done during a pandemic, he could have literally extended Medicare to all, right? So you can sit there and say, well, that's a performative act. It's not actually, everyone would have health insurance. Everyone would be insured. Um, and if it was to be struck down anyway, fine. Pa like pass the executive order if you lose power and then let's say the republicans get in there but this but this executive order has upheld for years and it has made people's lives demonstrably better be the republican that then gets in the office that then strikes down that executive order that's universally popular and now you that re the republican in power looks like an asshole so i do take umbrage with statements like that performative actions when these are executive orders that could actually make people's lives better. I don't understand the need and the obsession with capping for a conservative who happens to be a Democrat. So these things that you mentioned, like a lot of these, okay, um, uh, electoral college reform passed, nah, not really. Statutory legalization of gay marriage passed, nah, well, there's still time on that. Uh, restart the US microchip industry, industry passed, I don't know enough about that, uh, honestly, so I can't really, I can't really sit there and say that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that realistically he's done enough i think the polling also indicates that he's not very popular right now and um he wouldn't it, it, right now it's showing that if he went up against trump we'd be in a very very dire situation because of the electoral college so um i mean to to the to the listeners original question i mean we're, we're going off this list i i'm i want to flip this a little bit because i think that chris murphy's list this list of nine items is disingenuous um, at best. 10 million new jobs. A lot of those are returning jobs. A lot of those are people moving from one job to the other. Um, this isn't like we're like, oh yeah, there's 10 million new green jobs. There's 10 million new X things. We're talking about people becoming Uber drivers. We're talking about people, you know, delivering shit. Um, wages still aren't up. We haven't raised minimum wage. So, you know, stuff like that. 3.6% 3, 3 unemployment. Um, that's not the real unemployment level. People could go on that all the time. 86% could drop in COVID death rate. That's because the, the vaccine was out. Um, I think we would, I think we would have seen that drop either, either way. Uh, biggest ever, the infrastructure bill passed, fine. First gun safety bill in 30 years passed. Yeah, but it didn't do much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got something passed, which takes me straight to the statutory legalization of gay marriage passed. Yeah, but it doesn't, do much and that really only passed the house i think it still has to get to the senate and, and yep. he hasn't signed it yet yeah. um medicare bulk purchasing that is a big deal sure restart of the u.s microchip industry yes that was a very important bill and i think the thing actually that we have to look at with globalization in the economy in general is while i am for some most forms of globalization we do need to make sure that there are some things that we have a nation a U.S.-based um, stockpile 
that we work out of and that we can make here. Like the one thing the pandemic taught us is like, look at N95 masks. They were all being made in China. Mm-hmm. Where, did the, where did COVID start? It started in Asia. Asia was locking down. We couldn't get the fucking masks. So, you know, think about the same thing. If we were to have a, a, a nationwide disruption, where would you get bike tires? All bike tires are made overseas. You, you can't get tires in the U.S. made here. So it's things like that where we need to have at least have enough to get us by, to get us over a one or two year hump. Um, and maybe that has to do with government subsidies, which is what this microchip bill is doing to make sure we have the microchips to be able to make new stuff. The bigger thing though, when I'm reading this entire thing is it's, I think it's built on, Satoya has different, I think Satoya has different expectations for Biden's presidency than I do. And I, I, I didn't expect much from his presidency. I just knew we could no longer do Trump. So uh, what, but what I'm what I would always say is don't expect me to give a guy a round of applause when he's not even doing the base bare minimum. See, he's actually he's actually underperforming based on a standard he set. So he lied a lot, which I understand politicians are want to do. But it's it, it's it's a disingenuous thing to then sit there and say, well, even though he's lied on multiple things, you should still be happy that he's doing OK while he's insistently lying during a crucial time in our country. When actually, like if change were ever going to happen to to better the lives of the poors, now was the time to do it. And I believe he let that moment pass. Oh, no, he 100 percent let that moment pass. But I never thought he was going to do that anyway. Sure. sure. I, I, my, my whole reasoning for supporting Biden was solely the preservation of the union and the preservation of the United States of America and to not um, spin us out into international conflict. We're still going to get there. We're still going to get there, but to slow it. Yes. I view Biden's government as a caretaker government um, that the very similar um, to the way I kind of viewed uh, I went looking back at Carter's government, mm-hmm. you know, there is massive, massive issues caused under Trump. We're still only getting to them. The inflation taking off the way it did. Anyone could have told you in 2020, that was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen in tw- starting in 2019 because we had overclocked the economy. But on top of that, you add in the logistical nightmare that we had based off of the pandemic. And people want to say, oh, it's because they gave all this money. It wasn't because everybody got a $1,200 check. It's because we overclocked the economy and we ran up the stock market. And the stock market isn't the fucking economy. We look, number go up, PP get hard is good economy. That's how we view it right now. When in reality, we're not looking at the average person. Mm -hmm. Um, I think somewhere in the last month, basically since Roe v. Wade, I do believe that Biden has been at least woken up some. And it, I do believe it's some members, maybe not necessarily DNC leadership, but I do believe that there are members of the Democratic Party who are beginning to at least get to some of the older folks and say, I don't think you understand how desperate people are. Yeah. I don't think like you, you guys keep acting like a couple death threats is okay. Like, oh, we've always gotten a couple death threats, but these aren't, these aren't outlier death threats no. anymore. You're not getting them. You're not getting them from the guy whose RV is covered in posters, right? These are taxpaying Americans. Some of them who have like contributed to society. These are guys who mow their lawn. Yes. These are, these are people who mow their lawn. These aren't the guy with the five trucks parked out front. Who's who has more guns than teeth. Those guys you expect, they're going to do it regardless. But the, the, the normal guys who are supposed to go to work Monday through Friday and on the weekends, watch football and then also mow their lawn. And maybe take their kids to soccer practice. Those are the guys who are sending death threats. And that's when we're getting fucking weird. Yeah. I think to, to the, the list, the biggest thing I think Biden's actually done well is international. I think he's been done shockingly well internationally. Sure. Yes. Because one, it's, it was not difficult. Mm-hmm. He had to not be Trump. Yep. You're already way ahead. He had to, he had to prove that he wasn't uh, blind to Russian aggression. Um, and he did the smartest thing in the world back in February, 2022, which was release the Intel that the Russians were going to invade Ukraine, which is something we should have done in in 2014. We waited until way too late. The U S waited until way too late to actually call and say that the Russians were the ones invading Crimea in Ukraine. So the fact that he got this far ahead of it and said, this is not, look, this is hundred percent, the Russians, this is them. 
They're going to do this. Lining up those sanctions, all those different things. And even if we didn't have those sanctions, the oil prices still would have gone up. It still would have gone up. So th- this entire thing, I think he's, he's done a very good job there. Dealing with the Republicans. I Piss poor. Piss poor, piss poor job. Absolutely piss poor job when literally this guy has sit there, has sat there and let them mow over him in many, many instances. And then he'll go to fundraisers talking about, hey, Mitch, I know you probably don't want me saying this aloud, but, you know, we're friends. You know, this is like this is a guy who perpetually on domestic issues and even politically is weak. This is a man who has gone on record like a lot of these old uh, Democratic fuckers and said, I want a strong Republican Party. I want a healthy, strong Republican Party. Do you see the Republican Party? Why would you want a healthy and strong Republican Party? Number one. Number two, they already are healthy and strong. What the fuck are you talking about? So this is an individual who domestically is incredibly weak and to the point. And this is where, again, again, this grinds my gears about this decent job nonsense. And listen, you should help people who are in aid, who are in need right now. He just gave another billion dollars to Ukraine. So so net. So again, they will try to push this narrative and sit there and say, well, we, we can only do so much. We can't really give to the citizens of this country. Meanwhile, they're giving aid to people who need it. I'm not saying they don't. But goddamn, what could you do with that billion dollars here to the taxpaying Americans to better their lives? But the one thing I argue is that that billion dollars is being spent here. When, when they give a billion dollars to Ukraine, right? When they give that, they give that in aid. That aid isn't cash. That aid is weapon systems that are built here in the U.S. that are then that are then given to them. The U.S. government buys them on behalf of of Ukraine and then gives them. So they buy howitzers, they buy missiles, they buy the old backlog from these guys. Now, is that right? No, I'm not saying it is. Yeah, I'm not saying military, it is. That's just the military industrial complex. 100 is the military. I know 100 it is. And I completely agree with you that we do need more so- social spending in, in the country. But the bigger thing that when I'm looking at this stuff. The biggest thing and the biggest issue that you and I are always going to have with Biden, everyone our age and younger is going to have with Biden, is that Biden is trying to get us back to a mythical time in his head yeah. when the two parties were both the American party. Yeah. Right? One of them, one of them was capital, one of them was labor-ish. But there's also a blend in there. You had conservative Democrats and you had liberal Republicans and vice versa. You had a mix. And so the two parties disagreed on maybe some government systems, but when it came down to who's evil and who's not, that really that that poison well starts with Reagan and then ramps through the fucking roof with with Newt Gingrich and his attacks on Clinton. Biden thinks much like it was difficult for me, and I've said this on a couple recent recent episodes. I've had to get over the fact that we are never going to get back to pre nine eleven America. It's taken me until very recently to realize that. We are never going to get back to a time when flying is fun. We are never going to get back to a time when, you, when you, can, you can feel that you can trust a stranger. We're never going to get back to a time where we, we have that feeling of not necessarily invincibility, but reasonable safety. Yeah. yeah it's just, awesome. just walking down the street, yeah. right? We're never going to get back. To, we're never going to get back to that. And now you have a new group of people who want to get back to what to, to life in February 2020. They want to get back to pre-COVID. We're never going to get back to pre-COVID, y'all. Yeah, it's done. Monkeypox is here. Polio's back. The anti-vaxxers are going fucking crazy. And we've destroyed our trust in the CDC. And I would argue that not only the mishandling of Trump, but also the overt mishandling of the Biden administration with dealing with the rollouts for the changes and and not being involved in the levels of messaging as we've gone through these. Because right before we started this podcast, they just said, hey, if you've been exposed, you don't got to quarantine anymore. Which, I mean, fair. Because here's the thing. We're, we're all getting exposed constantly. Yes. You think, if you go to fucking Starbucks and, and then the barista hands you a coffee, congratulations, you've been exposed to someone who's been exposed to COVID probably 15 times in the last hour. If you go to a restaurant, if you walk through a fucking Walmart, I've been exposed to COVID so many times. Now, have I tested positive for it? No. Does that mean I didn't get it? I have no fucking clue because none of us do. The part that got me when Biden got COVID was when they said, look, he's negative. And they put up the same fucking test. I think I said this in the last episode, the same fucking lollipop test that we all take. Like, I thought you're the fucking president. 
I thought they had a machine that drains all your blood and replaces it. Like, what the fuck? Alex Jones, who we're going to get into in a little bit, loves to go on about how all these dudes have all these technologies to keep them alive forever. And they're all secret clones and they're drinking baby blood. The dude's using fucking Binax tests that you can get at CVS. Like, we don't, we don't have a special system. Now, there might be tests or something extra out there or some sort of side thing. But, like, that's the thing with Biden. He's trying through his old man brain to do that weird leadership where, look at me, I'm going through it the same as you. And it's like, yeah, dude, but, I mean, you do fly a 747 to your mansion in Delaware every weekend. You ain't like us. Yeah, like, that's is. fine. Yeah. And, and that's fine. And, and there are leaders out there who do need to be in the front, do need to be in the front lines, leading the troops in the front, leading by example, which I know is a big thing with him. But I'll, I'll say that I th- in, in, there's some things I thought he would get done a lot better. I thought he would be, I thought that he would punch back a lot more on the Republicans because of how much he did as vice president and how much he used to do in the Senate. Now he does also want to be liked and want to be seen as buddy, buddy with them to try to find these compromises. And that's where his biggest failing is. I think until very recently, very, and we're talking about in maybe the last month, Biden has not realized that you cannot get anything done anymore in the U S government by, by trying to make a bill bipartisan or to try to reach compromise. Because all you're going to do is you'll end up with Obamacare as broken as the fuck it is. If we had just straight up walked and just said, we're doing socialism, the Republicans would have screamed the entire time. And instead, we got a watered down bullshit bill with Obamacare, and they still screamed it's a socialism. You're going to be a communist regardless. So regardless. do communism. Right. I mean, the, the crazy thing about that is remember, like, you know, when we got the uh, Affordable Care Act, uh, how many Republicans voted for it? They, they uh, Obama bent over and 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 wanted to play nice and and gutted the thing to be basically Romney care just on a national scale. None of them voted for it. Dude, I've so, seen, I've seen so, these guys. I've seen these these Republicans. I mean, these Democrats go out of their way to get one fucking Republican. Right. So congratulations. You got the one you got one Republican reelected. It, it's a wasted effort. And to your point. Uh, whereas Joe Biden wants to go and he does, he wants to go back to this mythical time where, you know, you know what that mythical time, you know, when that mythical time was when niggas couldn't vote. So that's the thing. That's the disconnect there. It's like, yeah, he wants to go back to this mythical time when everything looked to be good and people weren't, couldn't vote. And we were getting the dog sick on us. Literally. Mm-hmm. This is the time. And again, you put these people in power. Uh, so, uh, so, by, so, by the way, by the way, just real quick, that's called Happy Days. Um, yes, it was a yeah. documentary. Yeah, it was a uh, good the time. The Fonz was there. So, so to, to, the, to the viewer's question, I do appreciate you bringing it in. No, I don't think he's done a decent job at all. I think he's done the, I think he's done the bare bones ass minimum. Um, and quite frankly, in a dire time like this, that simply is not enough. That simply is not enough. If you want people to have faith in you, uh, as the sitting acting president of the United States of, Amer- of America. Now, of course, realistically, he has a fiduciary responsibility to his donors. But on paper, it's like, well, you should have a responsibility of improving the lives of the average citizen, especially during a time of such unrest, uh, upheaval, and literally Mother Nature being like, I got to get rid of y'all because y'all are fucking wilding out here and y'all trying to kill me. Bitch, I killed the dinosaurs for less. You know why I got rid of them? They were making too much noise in the house. Are y'all over here fucking with, with your fuel emissions? So again, no, this is a guy who could do more. Again, when you have power, yield it. And he maybe, to Perlman's point, he's just now realizing that maybe he needs to yield some power. But again, which at the end of the day, yeah, which is dark branded, but, which but, is the but, 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 emergence. But, but, well, what I'll say is that I think Biden has done a worse job than what I expected. Yes. But then once I thought he sucked, he's now done a better job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the best way to say it. It's like, I, I really hit a low point once the, when the Roe v. Wade decision was leaked, not even before it was official, when, when Dobbs was coming out to, to, to pull back Roe v. Wade. I still don't believe. Um, I, I also hoped after January 6th that Biden and the Democrats maybe understood 
the dire nature of it all. And they, they played, they should have played their hand hard right then hard right then. Um, in the time after, especially during the second impeachment of Trump, even though he wasn't president anymore, they should have fought it and forced it to have that vote go through before his presidency was over to have that trial while he was still president. They should have had that trial on January 19th and have Biden be made president on January 20th. They should have gone through with it as that way the Republicans wouldn't have had any chance because a bunch of them voted to acquit Trump because, because he wasn't president. So you can't find him guilty. A lot of them use that. They, you can't give them any fucking excuses. No. And the thing is, is now here we are again, we're two years out motherfucker saying he's running again. We're getting more of that in a second, but, I, I hoped, I thought that, because I've been so paranoid and crazy about this for so long, that when January 6th happened, it was almost a relief to me because it felt like, all right, cool, now other people will believe me that this isn't so bad, that like this is that bad, I mean, that we've gotten here. We're on the precipice of something truly awful. And a lot of people, and Biden and, and the DNC leadership, Wanted to be like, guys, it's okay. We get it. Every day, everybody has a bad day and tries to overthrow the government. No, motherfucker. So when they hit the ground, I was like, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of time because you have to set up your new government. And to, to be fair, the Trump administration did not transition to Biden at all. And the government was virtually broken. So I was like, all right, it's going to take you a little bit of time. And we are in the middle of a heightened pandemic and we're trying to, we're trying to roll out the fucking vaccine. Okay, I'll give you that. But basically, once we hit May of 2022, I, I was very disheartened. And I think I'm now at that point now where I, I'm now, you know, any news is good news. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to say he did a decent, he's doing a decent job. I will say he is doing better now. This week. <laughs> That's all I can say. Week, yeah, yeah. You you row row fell under you. You failed to you failed to, uh, to be prepared for it. Be prepared for it. You didn't expand the court. You have no intention of expanding the court because not so secretly you've been very uh, anti-abortion historically your entire presidential or your entire political career. Uh, yeah. So to that end, I'll just be like, hey man, when you have power, yield it. Like I said, he has not yielded power. And the the, the crazy thing about it is his contemporaries always do. His adversaries rather. Uh, on the other aisle, always wield power when they have it. He's failed to do so. As a result, I don't think he's done a decent job. All right. I wanted to know, listen, I want to say that we were very analytical in the last segment, and I think we did a good job. Yes. yes, I think we did a very good job. I think that was very good. I think we were fair. Uh I think everyone expected where Satoya was coming from. Everyone expected where I was coming from. We we gave you reasons. We gave our reasons. Yep. And do you see that? You hear that? Look, a, a leftist like Satoyo can get along with a virulent racist like me on politics. <laughs> with, 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 with his roots in the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah. His familial roots in the yeah. Confederacy. Uh, I'm MAGA's favorite liberal, man. That's, that's actually true. That's actually true, uh, which is wild. Uh, well, which actually, no, it just shows, nah, man, a lot of times it's like, hey, my life isn't getting any easier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like when people's but, lives aren't getting any easier, they're looking at you and be like, well, one, he's not a black. Two, also, he's speaking to things that also frustrate me because the Democratic Party is supposedly the party that says they're going to help me and make my life better. Meanwhile, I'm still struggling. So I guess I'm going to go do some crazy shit. Well, you um, know, I, I, I think real quick, with speaking of, of a, a side of crazy shit, yeah. which is just I do want to say, because I did have a moment this week, uh, where I finally uninstalled the TikTok app from my phone. I do. I want to briefly talk about that just because uh, it, it had gotten too much. Satoyo. I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in you, actually. For that. Well, you, you know, you know why it happened. Number uh, one was I, I needed my evenings back because I actually would spend like up to four hours. Oh, yeah. You an evening like pacing and like yeah. making cuts. You were becoming and then a bad husband. I was becoming a bad husband. Yeah. Um, also I was just scrolling through it, looking for things to try to do stuff off of. And uh, so I want to go back to, I even made one. I, sh- I saved it in my draft, showed it to my wife. That was like, yo, uh, straight up. I, I hope please don't follow me. Cause I want to just make fun ones again. Uh, cause there's, there's something that is kind of nice when you aren't making TikToks for anyone but yourself. Right. 
I'm well, actually more disappointed. Some- As you say this, I'm becoming more disappointed in you. It's Continue. fine. It's fine. Because every every TikTok I've ever made that's really blown up, none of those were targeted. Sure. There, I can look back and figure out why they did well. But it's really because like I feel something about something or I want to get something off of my fucking chest. And so I say it. I show it to my wife. And she goes, well, you didn't say anything fireable in that. And then I post it and it, it, it does super well, right? I've started, I've realized I've been starting to make TikToks that were uh, a, a little bit more planned mm-hmm. and a little bit more um, structured, uh, maybe with like a, a, a mission behind them. And that's not fun, number one. But number two, what's happened is, is I've now been starting to get targeted by troll groups who have been repeatedly um, uh, uh, posting that I'm violating stuff. So I keep having my videos taken down for violations. So I'm actually very close to having my video, my account removed anyway. And uh, I had to fight and get it back. And when I got the account back, I was like, why did I just fight for this? Like, this isn't, this doesn't bring me joy anymore. Not like this podcast. I like talking to my, my very good friend and, and looking at his dirty room, mm-hmm. but the, uh, you know, this is, there's, there's, a, there's a weirdness to it and, and having, you know, the follower base I have, I'm just like, yeah whatever so you so you saved it there that that last part i on that that's understandable i'm like okay cool that totally makes sense because i'm, I not, I'm not deleting it I'm not i know you're not I, you're, I, but also I, also i'm saving my fucking phone battery yeah in fact let me tell you that thing eats yeah. a fucking battery baby it the only other yeah. app that's ever eaten a battery so bad was the, the original facebook app yeah that bitch used to chew a battery so i so i understand like getting wrapped up in these in these fights that don't appear to be worth it that actually makes sense i, I did find it interesting i'm like this guy who like a comedian has always wanted to to blow up finally blows up and he goes away from it how disappointing but that makes sense that is understandable also i really want to touch on this very quickly with the with the nutso who uh who went to the fbi uh john in cincinnati so he's dead um, what's his name? Uh, R- Ricky Schieffer. He was yep. at, he was at January sixth. <laughs> yep. So so Trump immediately and and the conservative wing nuts start talking about uh, attacking the FBI. And wouldn't you know it, they try to attack the FBI. Now here's the thing. I am not about to cap for the FBI under any circumstances. I just always find it so fucking funny when conservatives choose to distrust law enforcement when you could just be on this side of the aisle and be like, well, no, historically this they're terrible. Um. Uh, but your guy is also bad. You only care about it when it's one of yours. When they're stepping on our necks, when you, when the FBI was able to do COINTELPRO, when they were able to bring down in this country uh, communist parties, uh, the Black Panther Party for self-defense, civil rights movements, women's rights movements, environmental movements, they were able to bring all of them things down for a 20-year uh, span, killing people, imprisoning them, and all, you, you didn't care. You didn't care. Um with the with the helping that knowing that drugs were coming into this country and allowing it, you didn't care. Via the you didn't CIA. give a damn then. You didn't give a damn then. They raid the Mar-a-Lago, and your got your daddy, your dad. This is the thing, I, and I hope a conservative is listening to this. I need you to know that you your father is pathetic. And when I'm talking about your father, I mean your actual father, Donald Trump. Your actual father, not the one who who nutted in your mom to bring you into existence. Okay, I'm talking about the one you have sworn your 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 livelihood to your father is a disgrace and he does not love you uh but you choose to do these idiotic things like go like this ricky like this ricky schiffer character okay you choose to go to the fbi field office and get in a big a bit of a bit of buggery huh and then not not too long afterward you wind up dead like your daddy wanted you to, bro. You're dead because of your daddy. Your daddy stinks. Your father is terrible. So one of my uh, my more favorite reporters, and I know he he writes for NBC. Um, his name is Ben Collins, and I yeah. do highly. I, I I don't often recommend people to follow on Twitter, but I do recommend Ben Collins. He's at uh, one underscore spelled out, and then the actual underscore. Um, what I like about him, he's actually been a, a kind of a far right MAGA researcher uh, for a long time. I began to follow him because of some of the stories he wrote, because he was seeing a lot of the same things we were seeing when we were looking online, especially back in 2017, uh, around the time of Charlottesville, uh, pre-January 6th, all of this different stuff. Like you could look before a lot of things like Twitter, Reddit, 
YouTube and others finally actually started to deal somewhat with the far right um, echo chambers. Uh, these guys were reporting on it, and now they've they followed these these kind of things to Truth Social. They monitor Truth Social. They monitor Stormfront. They monitor uh, Telegraph, uh, be Telegram, and all the other different uh, ways that that places these these people have gone. The Facebook groups, all that stuff. And so I I I've, I find this very interesting. But he he tweeted the uh, the the man who fired a nail gun at the FBI building called for violence on Truth Social in days after Mar-a-Lago, and he posted quote. I tried attacking the FBI shortly after shooting to Truth Social, which is Trump's social media company. He he believes he's in his mind. He doesn't. Ben doesn't. He doesn't this, believe it anymore. I mean, you can't. Well, believe he's anything. dead. He's, he's fucking dead. dead. Yeah. But um, his this guy believes it. Basically, it's like, look at me, Daddy. He, yeah. he feels like he's taxing when he posts on Truth Social. He yeah. feels like he's you know tweeting at Trump. Yeah, he's talking um, to his father. At one point, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted, "Congresswoman Green." They got away with fixing elections in plain sight, he wrote. It's over. The next step is the one we used in 1775. You know, and now the guy's dead on the side of the road in Ohio, a terrible place to die. In fact, I mean, just like, fact. I mean, like, listen, and you know what I say? To- you know what I say to that Perlman, though? You know what I say to that to the to Ricky? Good, good, good. No, no, I'm, I'm very glad. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's dead. But. The bigger issue with all of this is that we are clamped down. When look, when think, looking back on January 6th, there's a couple of things I think of a lot. Uh, one was the old random old lady walking around in that lobby with the mask around her chin, mm-hmm. you know, the chinless fucking old granny. Yeah. Yeah. And also just how old a lot of them were who were rushing yeah. up there. This was the, this is the first time. These aren't people who do Spartan runs. And so they were climbing the walls and all that shit. But the one thing I really think of is there was this image of this large woman being escorted out of the Capitol and a cop is holding her hand to help her down the steps because she's far from the railing. So she doesn't have a railing to hold on. And she's a large woman. There's no way around this. She's just, she's a big, fat, fat lady. And she literally needs something to steady herself. And the cops are just, helping and i'm like if we had had a tenth of the reaction on january 6th that we had had for the people in lafayette square when trump wanted to do that fucking photo op or the people who tried to block 676 in philly or the p or when they were had to go clear center city and chestnut street in june of 2020 like that would have felt at least some equity there. And we don't do it. And why don't we do it? Because we're afraid of these guys. We're afraid of the Ricky Shippers of the world. We're afraid that if we push back against a psycho like this, if we actually have them fall through any real repercussions for any of their actions and their beliefs, that they'll turn around because they're covered and dripping with guns and they'll attack us. And here's what happened. We did the smallest thing possible. We went the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago and said, dude, you have boxes of shit you're not supposed to have and took them the fuck back. And immediately here they are. They're fucking, they're not afraid. Yeah. The Ricky shippers of the world aren't afraid of what law enforcement will do to them today. They're yeah. afraid of what a theoretical, remember if you've listened to the show for a while, go back to the episode about Doug Mastriano and mm-hmm. the and the liberal fucking dictator he believes in. Ooh, oh yeah. Liberal Hillary the, Clinton as the, dictator is gonna make us bi- all gay. Yeah, the bisexual, like yeah, you know, the bisexual yeah. hedonist liberal dictator is yeah. gonna throw all the Christians in jail. No, they aren't. Yeah, never gonna fucking happen. But but the thing is, is they, the only thing they're afraid of is a hypothetical world where they don't have fucking power. Facts. None of them are afraid. Yeah, none of them are afraid. This guy walked into the FBI with a fucking nail gun for some fucking reason and then had had a had a rifle got chased for 60 miles had a shootout with the cops and bled out on the side of the fucking road if this dude had seen one repercussion for fucking being at january 6th yeah just one or if the other people who were involved with this but instead what do we have we got marjorie taylor green 
pretending to pray with a guy who was a fucking informant on January 6th. Yeah, it's CPAC. Like at a CPAC, fucking good. who's sitting, who, who's pretending to be in jail while people throw money at him. So, so fuck off. Like, they're going to pretend they're martyrs anyway. They want to be martyrs. Yeah. Let them be. You know, and the thing, the thing that I find so interesting, and I think to that point, the Ricky, also the Ricky Schiffer, it's so, it's so interesting because your daddy will never know your name. <laughs> your daddy no. will never say, daddy Trump will probably never say your name publicly. He said Ashley Babbitt, what, three times? Yeah. Because, because so, somebody told him. Yeah. Because he saw somebody tweeting about Ashley Babbitt. He didn't even know when she died. He didn't know how right. she died. And the thing about it is, I think, and also, if he, like, you know what, if Trump saw a picture of Ashley Babbitt, he would have been like, eh, she's like a four. Yeah, she's a four. She's a four. Yeah. So I think with these guys, these the Ricky like Schiffers of the world and all these. Again, this is this is not a country of accountability, but also, yes, I think that so many people are afraid to hold these kinds of people accountable because, quite frankly, you know, and I'll bring it. I, I oftentimes say this yet to be proven wrong. One, elitism two, whiteness. Also, these people who you refuse to hold accountable look like someone, you know, they look like your father. They look like your mother or they are more more specifically. You know these people. And and honestly, like you see this country, you know, th this is a country that refuses to indict the woman who helped murder Emmett Till. Right? We just they're not gonna do it. Why mm -hmm. she's old. She 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 helped get uh, get a boy mutilated. And they're like, well, she's an old lady. That's my mom. So you guys can see humanity in other people. So you just refuse to do stuff. You refuse, we refuse to do the right thing because there's no incentive in doing the right thing. So again, this is a country. Look, all the evidence is pointing in a particular direction about where this country is headed. The next 10 years are going to be very interesting, right? And I don't mean in a good way, but all the information is right there in front of you. All the information is right there in front of so many of us. But this country, especially those in power, do this thing that they always love doing. They, they love having tons of hindsight and no foresight. They always, well, we could have done this thing better. And they will ensure that if this country is upheld, they'll go forward and make sure they do not do said thing better every single time. So Toyo, I, I want to say, honestly, a big issue for a lot of this stuff, though, I'm still going to go back to the Electoral College on this. I fucking yeah. it's 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 the Electoral College. It's yes. the Electoral College. It's the Electoral College. Yes. It, was designed by Alexander Hamilton and immediately was broken and they had to go ahead and try to fix it then. Uh, we should throw it out and we need to go to a popular vote. Yep. I've been thinking about it a lot. When you look back on the history of the Electoral College, one of the biggest excuses they always say is that, you know, the Electoral College makes sure that, uh, you know, a demagogue or a bad president won't get elected because the electors will think about it more than the mob will. And the thing is, is actually in, in almost every state, if you are a chosen elector, you are not allowed to go against what the will of the state is. Yeah, You will be fined or removed as an elector. So it's not like you get to go. This isn't like back in the day when all the electors got on a carriage and rode all the way to New York or Philadelphia or the early Washington, D.C., back when it was a swamp and stayed at a boarding house. And they stayed there for six weeks and they all debated and discussed and went back and forth on votes. It's not like that. The electors are based, we, we, can, we can tally the election. What we should say is the election night is on X date and we will officially reveal the results on you know, a week later or whatever it is to give time. But the electoral college, it's the electoral college. And it's the same thing with gerrymandering. That's how we keep ending up with more and more extreme candidates, especially on the right, because there is only one party that is going out of their way to fucking gerrymander, to, to run up the score as much as possible because they know they can't win on a popular basis because they haven't, with the exception of one election, since, was it 1990? No, sorry, it's 1988. 88, yeah. Yeah, this is the last time they won a popular one besides George W. Bush, who only won a popular election because he, the Electoral College installed him. Yeah. And then he was the incumbent yeah. And then he put us into two wars, two wars that, yeah, which, that which he never runs up, up your fucking numbers. Yeah. So, and even there, even there. And also, there's, there's and also no he was against John Kerry. So it's like, ah. yeah, it was difficult. It was, yeah. it was, it was difficult to, <laughs> to <laughs> pretend we were going to win that one. Yeah. That, that was a hard, if you that was a hard if day. Too old, if you're too young to remember 2004, that was a, 
That was a rough year. Let me that tell was you. Tough. That yo, was tough. Let me tell you. When I watched the DNC that year, 2004, I was like, oh, I guess we're all pulling for Kerry. All right. He seems pretty good. Oh, this John Edwards guy, he seems pretty good too. America's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's true. There's a rich and a poor. I get that. Yeah. And then Obama came out. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. He gave we that speech to- and we all literally just went, fuck. We're done. Oh, oh shit. You know, you know, I, I was, I was, that I was, speech not- was so fucking good. I was 19 and I was teaching. Um, I was teaching a dance class at OSU. I was a student teacher. And um, I remember the next day, like the day after the election, just going in to teach class and just I didn't talk to them because it was all a bunch of white girls. And I think I was I was definitely having sex with like two of them. But um, I remember going into the classroom and not talking to the class for like the first 15 minutes of class. I just played music and stretched <laughs> and they had to stretch with me because in my head, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in Ohio. I know these white girls' parents and I know at least half of their parents vote. I'm like, your, your parents did this. But again, it was like also like I knew we weren't going to it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then it didn't. And I was like, I just don't want to. I didn't want I didn't want to make white girls feel good on that. On that day. No. I, like, I know I'm here to teach y'all. I really don't even want to. But, but going back to the electoral college like this, this thing has broken our system so much because, again, you can have an extreme candidate like Trump. You can't have an extreme candidate like DeSantis yeah. and have them be viable. They're they're only viable in an electoral system. They are, these are unviable candidates in a popular vote system. The other thing the Electoral College does is it destroys the chance of any third party ever getting a, getting a shot. If you go back to 92, where Ross Bro was the last viable candidate, right? He, he pulled a pretty good number for the election, but he didn't get any Electoral College votes, I believe. I mean, not uh, for not he he pulled such a he, Ross Bro pulled such a good number. He, it ensured he, that it ensured crushed. that Clinton that Clinton would win. Yeah, he was. <laughs> like, Clinton it, didn't win with a majority. Yeah, I think Clinton only got forty three percent of the vote. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, Clinton yep. got forty three percent of the vote. <laughs> yeah. George H W Bush got thirty seven point five. Yeah. And Ross Bro got eighteen point nine percent of the vote. Not enough to. But in the electoral that. college, yeah, Bill Clinton won in a fucking landslide. Yep. Clinton three seventy to H W Bush one sixty eight. That's the difference of 5 million votes. Yeah. That was a blowout. Yeah. The fucking blowout. But that's why now we're stuck in a system where, again, that, that, that means the third party is going to be a spoiler. Because yep. once we start, if I was to sit here and go through each state, and if you go back and look at Clinton's electoral map, it makes no fucking sense. Like, it yeah. is not. There's some vestiges of where we are now, but it is, it's fucking nuts. But when you look at this fucking thing and just looking at these numbers. Yeah. Clinton, Clinton won 32 states plus D.C. George H.W. Bush won 18 states. Ross Perot won none. None, but he still but he got 19.7 million, million yeah. votes. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Ross Perot, I still think, is a nut job. Yeah. I don't think he should have been president. No. Um, I hate the Bushes with a passion. They're war criminals. They're war criminals and their, their father. George H.W. Bush's father did try to overthrow FDR yep. and install a fascist government. Yep. So it's called the business plot. Look it up. But the um, uh, it's still nuts. If a guy like this gets enough votes, he should have something on the board. It's bullshit. The Electoral College, we're going to keep ending up with more and more crazy ass candidates because of the Electoral College. And the claim will always be, oh, if you go back and read The Federalist, go back and read Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton was a fucking liar. And The Federalist Papers are PR push. That's like telling me, remember the Skechers shoes that's supposed to they keep you uh, skinny mm-hmm. because they weren't flat? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but medical doctors, are, yeah, who, okay, fucking fine. Alexander Hamilton and The Federalist Papers are the same as those bent fucking Skechers shoes billboards with Kim Kardashian on them back in the day. It's the same shit. You can tell me it's good all you want. I've sat here and looked at it now for 250 years. It hasn't fucking worked. Yeah. So let's yeah, get rid I, of the electoral. And, and back to our original question, when Chris Murphy said electoral college reform, no, what they did is they cleared up some of the inconsistencies where there was a slight gray area because psychopaths could read gray areas into things like that, that, things that like that the the vice president could throw out the electors and you can't reform a system that's inherently flawed and that's inherent that's already just fucked up by design yeah. there's no reforming that there's no fixing that 
Uh, there, there's none of that. And I, what I would sit there and say is you're going to keep on getting, I think this country can withstand one more nut job in office. Cause that's all it's going to take. Just one no, more. The, one more one. will be the last one. It's, it's yeah. One so more. I mean, like he'll be the, it'll be the last one of, of the America we think we know. Yes. Cause it, it'll break. It, it'll be the one to break it. And, mm-hmm. and I really, you know, I've said it before and I don't want to be constantly the bearer of bad news, but to our listeners, I have very serious concerns about this fall. Yes, we should. I, if it's, you know, so there's going to be something, something's going to happen. We have too many things that are lined up and we have enough people who think they're John Brown right now, but what they're going up against isn't as evil as slavery. Yeah. They're going up, they're going up on shit in their head and they're going, they're going up on a lot of like nonsensical culture war, culture war shit. Like, yeah, but but it's a lot of that type of stuff against, uh, but they're, but they're going up against imagined villains that are just their neighbors. But it's also a thing that I've seen recently. Honestly, the other reason why I uninstalled TikTok, when I opened that shit up and I got fucking 500 notifications and people saying that I'm smart and should be the president. That does some fucked up shit to your ego. Sure. And like, it's luckily I'm this age. If I was 23 right now, oh, Satoya, you and I right now, we would be in the, the, the best car I could get. Yeah, right. <laughs> we would have such a drug problem. I would oh, be yeah. so problematic. Yeah. I would have, oh my God. Your, your, our, our takes wouldn't age well. No, uh, our takes, listen, our takes would be so hot. Yeah that you could boil water with them, all right? Exactly. I would just be showing up and then people be like, oh my God, like, you see this guy, Young Gravy? I'd be like, right. I'd be, no, look at me. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I think that- uh, I'd be orange juice. That's how I'd be, orange, orange juice. juice. <laughs> yeah, but it would just be A-O-R-N-G. Nice. And then my, but juice would just be Jew-C. Jew da- yeah, yeah. Orange yeah, juicy. Good. Juicy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know, and, and the, you brought up a point about, uh, you know, you literally have people that, you know, crazy people who think they're fighting their neighbor. Uh, individuals helped foster that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, finally got their comeuppance. I hope there's more to come. Alex Jones took a bit yes. of a beating. Huh? Yes. He took a finally. Bit of, he, he finally took a bit of a beating. And also, you know, what was crazy. I don't know if you know this. Uh, you probably do. But uh, he got caught sending uh, nudes of his wife mm-hmm. to Roger Stone. Now well, they contact. Now they contacted. Now they contacted uh, uh, Alex Jones's wife, and she admitted that she did not know about this. So basically, the dude's even scummier than we could have already imagined because he was sending nudes uh, without his wife's consent to another scummy dude. Who has who has a Nixon tattoo and is a swinger in his personal life? No disrespect to swingers, live your life, not kink shaming. Uh, but he did that shit, and his wife was like, "Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Um, that's disturbing. Also, I think I have bigger things on my plate at the moment. So they are in a world of hurt right now, and I I gotta tell you, it, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Uh, well, I mean, it has to to be clear of how we know about the uh, <laughs> how we know about these pictures mm-hmm. is because Alex Jones gave his phone to his lawyer and his lawyer downloaded the entire contents of his phone mm-hmm. and then accidentally sent it to the plaintiffs, to the Sandy Hook parents' lawyers. That is so hot. That's so fucking... That with so two hot. years' worth of data, including Woo! January 6th. I mean, there's, there's so many things that are tied to this. I mean, that's why it was so crazy that, that when this thing dropped, I mean, I could, I almost got dehydrated from yeah. how much I came during the Jones trial. My nipples were hard. You it was... Because here's the thing, like, for, again, for, if you're a listener and you're a bit younger... Back in 2005, 2006, especially after 04, Alex Jones used to be seen as nonpartisan. I know that's hard to believe, but a lot of conspiracy theorists were viewed as leftist mm-hmm. because a lot of them looked at 9-11 and they saw some inconsistencies with the government story. 
And they started coming up with things. And who was running the government at that point? It was George W. Bush. Alex Jones coming into the into the into being known and all this different stuff. So when uh when Obama got elected and Alex Jones started doing crazy shit, I was like, okay, well, maybe he's just really going after you know whoever's the president. Mm-hmm. But then when Trump showed up and he just went full cap Trump, I was like, oh. You're just a fascist. Mm-hmm. You're just a fascist. And you were just building. You were building on Bush because he wasn't your type of fascist. Exactly. And one of the things I hated about George W. Bush, besides everything else, was the fact that we won't, don't have Trump without the groundwork that Bush Cheney laid. Yep. And to what the groundwork that Bush Cheney exists only exists because of the groundwork that Roger Stone laid. Mm-hmm. Roger Stone's the one who did the Brooks Brother riot. Yep. That is what made the Supreme that pushed the Supreme Court in the direction of declaring that Bush won Florida. Yep. Not even which was not governed even by his brother at the time. Yep. yep. But you know, the, the thing I just pulled this up because we shared screens when we we're on here. When we we're recording mm-hmm. this shit. It's been fun. I've been liking this. Because Satoyo can see what I got up here. Yeah. Uh oh, okay. I'll, let me read it. Um, you, you go, but, 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 but let's go back to the context though. Okay. Remember, Alex Jones. Yes. Shared. Yes. Hit pictures of his wife's naked. naked. Yes. To a man named Roger Stone. Yes. And in this article from 2019, yeah, the Daily Mail, the uh-huh. headline says as follows: Satoyo seeking similar couples or exceptionally muscular, well-hung single men inside Roger Stone's swinging marriage, where he posted ads online and frequented notorious sex clubs with his quote insatiable unquote wife. Now, I think this is important. Because I need it, I need to say it now. Roger Stone is a cuck. You know why I know he's a cuck? Exceptionally, he's looking for exceptionally muscular, well-hung single men. You know he's talking about niggas. You know no, he's talking about you, you know first thing. This is the Daily Mail. So, but but Satoyo, I don't know if you noticed. Did you see how I searched this? Did you see the you search term? Yeah, you typed, yeah, you typed in Roger Stone Black Bull. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> this man. This man wants women, he wants men to, to like come on his wife and then he licks it off of her. I, I know that is graphic. And listen, get it how you live. Okay. Again, this is not, but I am saying Roger Stone, this vehement uh, racist, uh, war profiteer, uh, likes seeing his wife get fucked by black dudes. And, and that, if that don't tell you just that that ain't America, if that ain't America, oh, you hate us, but you want, oh, you hate us so much, but you'll watch in the corner as, as we have sex with your wife. Oh, you are disgusting. Oh. Yeah. No, but that was the whole thing. I mean, that was the whole thing we've always known about all these guys. Once cuck became a, a, a pejorative for the, for, for the alt-right yes. and the Trump kids were screaming cuck everywhere. Of course the guys running it were actually cucks. Yeah. No, it's the same thing with all the homophobes. Fact. Fact. It's the same reason. It's the same reason why Alex Jones so goddamn transphobic because yep. his phone's full of trans porn. Yeah, it's what the he likes. The dude just wants to fucking rail trans people all day, but he makes three hundred million dollars a year screaming that they're evil. So he yeah. can't. He can't. He loves money more. Yeah, exactly. He he wants his he, the money is more important. But but, but than him it, being it, sexually satisfied in his personal life. Well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like those dudes. Um, when you see like the guys who are uh, like gigolos, right. Who go marry old ladies for their money. Uh-huh. And, but it's like, well, why do you want money? Well, so I get hot young women. Well, then yeah. if she catches you cheating. You don't got the money. Yeah. yeah. Like that was one of my favorite things. I had a family friend when I was a kid and uh, his, uh, his mom cheated on his dad. Mm-hmm. It was real bad. And his dad, his dad worked for the Mars company. Mm-hmm. He made uh vending machines, right? So he did like the dollar, like the dollar reader for vending machines. He made a shit ton of money. The dude was well off, right? Six figure salary, all this different stuff. He, you know, his wife and he married pretty young because they had had, uh, you know, they were like 19 or something when they had their, their, my friend. So anyway, marriage didn't go great. Uh, they didn't get divorced because they were both Catholic. So they were worried about that. But she met a guy online and started having this affair. And then one day this dude was like, I'm going to take you away. I'm gonna, we're, we're leaving. And she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. He pulled up in a fucking limo. Mm-hmm. She turned to her kids who were all in high school 
and looked her husband dead in the face. She said, I'm leaving. Yep. And I'm, I've met this man and he's the love of my life. And she literally grabbed a carry on luggage. She had already had packed, walked out the front door. Her whole family just watched her get in this limo as it pulled away to go to the airport. They went on this whirlwind romance to like Jamaica or some shit. And it ended early when that guy's wife called him and said he was she, she was shutting off their credit cards yep. and not to do this again. <laughs> Woo! And it was like, uh-huh. dude, what is what the fuck? Like, it just she thought she found this rich, hot guy who was going to take care of her and fulfill her every fucking fantasy. He was like, look at me. I'm a rich, hot guy. I could fulfill your fucking fantasy. My fantasy is to have women cheat on their husbands with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the only way I could do that is cheating on this 70 year old lady who I married. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking and, trophy husband. And my mom said, stop. No, this. <laughs> she said, no, you come home right now. You're spending home. too much money. Exactly. Come home now. Stop this. You hey, guess what? Suck toes. I love that so much that she ruined her family. That's <laughs> like, amazing. It's actually it's amazing. amazing. And then she, tried, a- then she tried coming back. Of course. It of didn't course. work. Didn't work. This has been an amazing episode, though, I would say. I would, I would say, say I would say this has been an amazing episode, guys. We are them boys again. Follow us at them boys pod. Uh, really, to the to the listeners sending the question, we greatly appreciate that. We we encourage that. So thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, again, you guys know the deal with me. My album drops the foreigner August twenty sixth. I will put the link in the description of this episode for a presale. Also, I'll be headlining Helium Comedy Club on September the sixth. That is a Tuesday. I know it's a school night. Don't matter. Come out because we got laughs and jokes and jokes and jokes. Pearlman, where can they find you? Ah, nowhere. Uh, so yeah, Perlman, Perlman sad. Perlman is, you know, he about to do one of those. But yes, guys, we will be back very soon. Them boys, love and light. Peace.